Now we'll take our scripture from Judges chapter 3 and read the first seven verses. The word of God says, Now, these are the nations which the Lord left, that he might test Israel by them. That is, all who had not known any of the wars in Canaan. This was only so that the generations of the children of Israel might be taught to know war, at least those who had not formerly known it. Namely, five lords of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hevites who dwelt in Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal Hermon to the entrance of Hamath. And they were left that they might test Israel by them to know whether they would obey the commandments of the Lord which he had commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. Thus the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hevites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons that they served their gods. So the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord God and they forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Asherahs. Hallelujah. You know, when God brought out the Israelites from Egypt, he told them that he was taking them to the promised land and that when they got there, they were supposed to drive out the inhabitants from the land. Not all of the children of Israel had been in war before. So God left a remnant of the inhabitants in the land so that he could teach them how to war. Because they needed to be able to defend their boundaries. There was something else that God wanted to do. It was to test them to see whether they would depend on him. In the coming months, we are going to be implementing the things that we said we would implement in 2017. We said that it would be God who will lead and guide us through the year. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we'll continue to rely on God and depend on him for the achievement of the objectives that we have set down. The Bible tells us that when they mixed up with these people that were mentioned, the Philistines, the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the others, they began to marry each other. They began to take wives for themselves. They began to give their daughters to the Philistines and the Sidonians. And they did not only do that, 
But they also started worshipping Baal. They forgot their God. They forgot their God. And the Bible says in verse 7. So the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God. And served the Baals and the Asherahs. What I really want to emphasize on today is the mercies of God and the kindness of God. You see, Joshua brought the people of Israel into the promised land. They had not finished conquering the promised land and driven out the people who had previously inhabited that land. And we know the reason why God left those remnants in the land. To see whether or not they will depend on him to drive out the rest of the people from the land. Whether they will believe what he said. That he will drive their enemies from before them. So the people were in the land. But instead of depending on God, they compromised. They they, they started doing the things that those people were doing. God was disappointed that they could not pass the test to depend on him, to drive out the enemies, and to continue to serve him, their deliverer. So when Joshua died, the children did not know God, and they started worshipping the foreign gods. Now God himself was so kind to the people of Israel. You see, what happened in Judges is very interesting. It was a cycle of sin, of repentance, and of deliverance. The people would sin, they would go after other gods. Then they would be subjected to foreign rule. The people they came to dispossess were now ruling over them because of their sins. Then they would cry to God and God would come and save them. And after he had saved them, they would go back to sin. And it was like that. Eventually, God started giving them judges. Judges who would lead them. And any time he appointed a judge, God was with the judge. God will empower that judge with strength so that the judge will help them defeat their enemies. And it continued like that. The judge will help them. Once the judge died, they went back and sacrificed to idols. There is one thing that God hates. The worship of idols. He hates it. Thou shalt serve no other God. That is what his commandment says. You will serve no other God that is a perpetual, everlasting commandment of God. And that is why Peter, for example, says, flee from idols. Flee from idols. Idolatry is an abomination to God. So therefore, when we are going through the year, may nothing tempt us to serve any other God. I am deliberately interspersing the narration from the Bible with advice. Because I do not want to forget all of them. Hallelujah. May we be faithful to God. 
May we stay with him as the only source of our strength and of our ability to achieve in 2017. These things are written for our instruction. For us to know where others went wrong and others went right. In order that we may follow those who did the right thing. In all these cycles of sin, of, of repentance and of deliverance uh, because of the mercy and kindness of God. I want to use an example from the judges to encourage us about the mercy and the kindness of God and his capacity to lead you in this year. So I'll use the example of Deborah. Deborah was a judge that was appointed by God and on whom the spirit of God was. So she would hold court and judge the people and settle their cases. Deborah was also a prophetess. And her husband was Lapidoth. There is something about God. If you make yourself available to him, he will use you. Whether you are a child, whether you are a woman, whether you are a man, whether you are old, he will still use you. Because he's always looking for somebody to use. Hallelujah. And I pray that as his eyes roam through and fro in the earth looking for somebody to show himself strong on his behalf, he will find you. Because the Bible tells us that that is what he does. Constantly looking for someone he can bless. Will you be the one? I think you should position yourself so that when his eyes pass over Kaswa, he will see you. He's ready to bless. And to elevate and make great. Because we were promised through Abraham that we will be blessed. Therefore God wants to bless us. Because that is our inheritance. He wants to bless us so much. But we do not usually give him the opportunity. Here was this lady, Deborah. She had a place where she sat to judge the people of Israel. One day, she had a prophecy in Judges chapter 4. That is where I am talking from. She had a prophecy. God showed her something. God told her to tell Barak that he should come. And this is what she told him. Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor? Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Jebulun. And against you, I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon. And I will deliver him into your hand. So the Bible tells us, Barak, Barak came to Deborah. When she told him this, he said, no, I'm not going unless you go with me. A word of God had come to Barak that he will defeat the army of Jardin through him. But he did not have the confidence. He did not believe 
he did not have faith in God that he would do what he promised. So he said, look, Deborah, if I'm going to go to war, you have to come with me. I know some women are stronger than some men. But if God called you to go and you said, unless the woman comes with you, you are afraid, it says a lot. So Deborah told him, well, God has called you to bless you, to make you great. Now, if I come with you, I'm going to get the victory. God will give the victory to a woman. He said, oh, never mind. Unless you go with me, I am not stepping out of here. He knew the power of God was on Deborah. But he also forgot that it was that same power that brought the prophecy unto him. He gathered 10,000 people in total from Zebulun and Naphtali and they went to war. Sisera also came. He had a lot of chariots. He had about 900 chariots. 900 chariots in verse 11. That's a lot of war equipment in those days. And they came to the valley of the river Kishon. At that time, the river was dry. So they could ride their chariots. Normally, the river will flood the plains. So it will be muddy. And you would not be able to use uh, the chariots on it. But this time, it was a dry season. Now, Israel had 10,000 men. Sisera, the captain, had... 900 chariots, as for the people, they did not even mention. Hallelujah. When they came to face Israel, Deborah and Barak and their people, they were clearly going to defeat Israel. Because they were more than the people of Israel. But God was with Israel. You see, it doesn't matter what you are facing. It doesn't matter what is coming against you. It is of no consequence whether they are two, three, four times greater than you are. It doesn't matter whether they are more recognized in society than you are. The important thing is to have God. How are we going to defeat these people? This large multitude with their chariots... But the Lord God Almighty, who told Deborah to tell Barak, had said that I will go before you and that I will defeat Sisera before you. But how was God going to do this? The Bible says God discomfited Sisera and his army and defeated the people. They didn't even have to fight. He himself did the fighting for them. How did he do the fighting? As they were there, in this dry season, with the riverbed dry as a rock, suddenly, the earth shook, and clouds gathered, and the rain started to fall. And it fell and flooded the valley. The chariots could not move. That is God. 
<laughs> that is God. You do not know how he will do it for you. All you need to know is that Jehovah God is on your side. He will do it for you. Don't be afraid. He will do it for you. He will cause it to rain. And your enemy will be defeated. Suddenly, this well-equipped army could not move because the riverbed had become muddy and the wheels could not turn. So the Israelites descended on them and started killing them. So they had to get out of their chariots. This warrior, this army general started running for his life. And the Israelites were behind him. Our God is not asleep. Now, when you want to understand how he defeated them, when you read just the, the way it is written, you will not get the full story until you get to where they were jubilating. And the song that they sang is what gave the clue about what happened. In the song, they said how God discomfited the people of uh, Caesarea. They gave testimony of the defeat of their enemies. God is telling us today that if we will depend on him, if we will rely on him and put our trust in him, he will bring us to that expected end. You see, it is in vain it is in vain that we build unless the Lord himself does the building. It is in vain that we work hard unless God blesses us. We can work hard and not get any results. So in this year, reiterating what I have been saying over the past weeks, let us learn from the Israelites. You see, the Amorites, the Philistines, the Sidonians, etc. were still in the land. They became a snare to the people of Israel. What I want us to ask ourselves today is whether there is something in my life that I need to let go of. Is there a habit in me that will entrap me, that will cause me not to pay attention to God? If there's anything of the sort, in order for it not to become an impediment in the year, we need to get rid of them. Let's let go of them so that we can see the blessings of God. He is willing and able to change and transform our lives. He is willing to change our lives. Those who are willing also and are obedient will also enjoy the fruits of 2017. And 2017 will become the beginning of your transformation. Whatever dead dreams you have, whatever dead ambitions you have, will be revived in this year as you keep your eye on the Lord God. Things may be hard. Things may be tough. But what do we expect? We should expect things to be hard. You know why? Because Satan is never happy about your success. 
So he fights against it. And one of the signs that you are under attack is when you put your hand in your pocket and you can't take out even one CD. You sweep your room many times. Can't find one coin. Then you know you are under attack. He attacks your finances so that you can go and find other means. Be strong. Be strong. Because you see, like Jesus Christ, you know what he did? When fear was gripping him about his death, what Jesus did was to look beyond the cross. To look beyond the cross to see what was in store for him. And the Bible says in Hebrews that he despised the shame of the cross. Went to the cross and is now seated on the right hand of the throne of God. What do you do in the times of difficulty? Look beyond the troubles. Look beyond the difficulties. And your day will shine. But if you look at the circumstances. You will run away. You will do other things. Hallelujah. This year we have purpose. As a church. And as individuals. That we are moving forward. We are not remaining where we, we were last year. There will be a noticeable advancement in our lives. I want to move forward. How many want to go with me? Hallelujah. We do not know any defeat. Hallelujah. We know no defeat. We are strong in the Lord our God. And in the power of his might. And we will continue moving forward. When the enemy comes against us. He will rise on our behalf. He will pick us up where we need picking up. He will not cause us to be defeated. And this year, we will mark it down. We will mark it down. As the year when our spiritual lives became richer. As the year when our finances saw a transformation when our businesses began to prosper beyond our dreams. The year when our studies went well and our exam results were beautiful. The year when our marriages became sweet. May your marriage be sweet. Like honey, it is very difficult when you are in a house with somebody and the marriage is sour. Like lime. There is no conversation. There is no laughter. There is no sharing. This year. Must change. Our marriage. If you believe. And I do not see why you cannot believe. Because. If 10,000 men. Could overcome. By the help of God. 900 chariots and their multitudes. And their Uddiyanuswa. cry is small. It's small. What you need to do is to believe. You may say, oh, pastor, you do not know. You do not know what I am going through. You don't know my husband. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? 
only believe. Stay with God. Take out all those things that are represented by Sidonians and Philistians and, and all of those things from our lives. Let's take them out. Hey, you do not know my wife. She wants to wear the trousers in the house. You pray to God. She start wearing the skirt. Hallelujah. You see, a lot of the time, it is not marriage counseling that we need. Just get close to God. Hallelujah. Because it is the devil that is working in your lives. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. It is the devil that will not make you sit down at your books and study. When you want to study, then a friend will come. Oh, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go here. Distracting you. You'll be surprised at the things that the devil does. That's just to cause us to fail. May we concentrate on the Lord our God to serve him with all our hearts and with all our souls and with all our minds. He will do the rest. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. He knows what you need.